0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The world-famous Superbook Sports is now at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. You can get right in the heart of the action. Catch all of the games on their state-of-the-art TVs in the comfort of this traditional sportsbook. I have been there. It's a fantastic place to watch a game. Superbook Sports is known for better odds, favorable pricing, and an extensive wagering menu focusing on your Colorado teams. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Welcome to the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank from Denver 7. Training camp is approaching early next week. will be the first practice on Wednesday... Public is welcome. Can't wait to see Broncos country out there getting their first glimpse of the 2021 Broncos. But before they get into that, I was able to catch up with Dalton Reisner at a community event at a restaurant in uh, Denver. Uh, he was doing stuff for his foundation. He and Noah Fant slinging drinks behind a bar, making some money for the foundation, and uh, signing a lot of autographs for. Uh, Just absolutely delighted fans. It was a great environment on Thursday night. Um, But I had a chance to talk with Dalton Reisner, and I want to get into that for a second. And also, who is going to answer the bell for these Broncos? And who must answer the bell for these Broncos if they're going to end their five-year playoff drought and four-year streak of losing seasons, first time since 1963-72? to So let's get after it, shall we? Again, Dalton Reisner, I love talking to him. He's engaging. He's bright. Uh, homegrown from Wiggins, Colorado, Wiggins High School. Uh, I've had a connection with Dalton since he was drafted second by the, in the second round by the Broncos a couple years ago, and it was an attempt uh, for them to kind of solidify their line, and he has started uh, almost every game since his rookie year. He's been impressive. But last year he wasn't where he exactly wanted to be. I think if you ask Coach Mike Munchak, he would tell you Reisner was you know was fine. But Reisner had Pro Bowl ambitions. He had talked to me before the season of he wants to be a, a Bronco for his career. He wants to be a Pro Bowler, an All Pro, and he fell short of that. Some of it was a shoulder injury. He won't make an excuse, but I think that held him back. Some of it, you know, when you look at Pro Football Focus grading of him. I think some of it's unfair. I, I've, I respect what Pro Football Focus does as they try to establish a wins above replacement uh, baseball value on football players. But with, with offensive linemen, it's difficult because of communication issues and not knowing the audibles at the line of scrimmage, not knowing the assignment. So I think sometimes the grades can be a little deceiving. I've seen that in my, with my own eyes over the last few years with Broncos linemen specifically, Evan Mathis, and even this past year with Reisner thought he kind of got a raw deal but whatever that's neither here nor there that season's over so I had a chance to catch up with Dalton uh, at this event and ask him about the upcoming season and his his response was interesting and he shed some light on his off season because you see him doing a lot of charity work he's a man of faith does a lot of charity work for the Special Olympics uh, back in Manhattan Kansas for Kansas State but he has been driven this off season to change his body. And he addressed that when I had a chance to talk to him on Thursday night. Man, I just think it's been a, a new focus for me and something that like, man, I'm done with everything. I'm, I'm done with it all. I just wanna go out there and play football and win football games. And man, I weigh the heaviest I've weighed. I feel like I'm at the lowest body fat I've been at, courtesy of Lando Performance and Coach Loren Lando, man. I have so much respect for him. He's helped me so much this off season. Uh, put a lot of great work in, man. I feel better than I ever have. I'm heavier than I've ever been, uh, and I feel lean at the same time, man. So I'm just ready to get to work and beat the Giants week one. And that was the composed Dalton Reisner. As we were walking outside to to have a quick interview because the inside environment was a little loud, the bass was thumping and bumping, uh, He he does. he's like, Troy, I don't like to curse, but I'm, I'm effing ready for this season. Again, 316 pounds, the heaviest he's ever been. And he's leaner than he's ever been. And that's just from looking at him. I can tell his body type has changed. He no longer has his belly. So he's added muscle for me up in his shoulders, uh, his upper body, and he's lost some of his gut. I mean, it was hard to tell he was an offensive lineman um, when he was slinging uh, drinks behind the bar, but he was 316 pounds. I remember this is a guy who played tackle in college, but now. Adding that strength, I think it's going to help him take that next step in his development. He watched Garrett Bowles do it uh, last year, go from a guy who has had a questionable future with the Broncos to becoming a franchise cornerstone with a $68 million contract. And I know it is Dalton's aim to be identified as a core player, and this season could go a long way in that. If he plays well, he'd be going into the final year of his deal uh, next season. Uh, I know he wants to set himself up to where they see him as a future cornerstone, along with the likes of a Cortland Sutton and a Bradley Chubb. Obviously, they've identified Justin Simmons as a future anchor of this team, along with Bowles, based on their contract. And I know Reisner, as a local kid, he used to go to Broncos training camp and travel by bus up to, uh, from Wiggins. I know how much it would mean to him to have that opportunity to be you know, a longtime Bronco. And, again, it's it's July 22nd. It's not the middle of preseason. It's not September. But the transformation of Reisner's body is encouraging. And all you have to do is take a look at him, and you notice that he had an incredible offseason. Noah Fant was with him. Noah Fant, I think, has all the body fat of a Snackwell's cookie. He looks like you know, 6'4", 250. Um, He looks in terrific condition. Again, another guy I believe is going to have a breakout-type season in terms of touchdowns. He's had a pretty good two first seasons, but if he can get away from the lingering ankle injuries and be a weapon in the red zone, man, could that be something that could change this Broncos offense that desperately needs more production inside the 20. And that is where we will go next, is if this team is going to get where they want to go, which is a winning season, which is to be relevant, which is to play meaningful games in December. They've got to get better at multiple positions. And we'll look at those after the break. My Believe in Broncos podcast is sponsored by Hoggett Injury Law. Their motto. With us, it's personal. Speaking of personal, Let me tell you about my friend, Darby Hoggett. I've known Darby for the better part of a decade, coached his son in travel baseball. At those tournaments, we would talk a lot of baseball and a lot of Broncos. He's a huge Broncos fan. we have become friends. In fact, many of Darby's clients have become his good friends. You don't even have to pay Darby up front. If your case goes as planned, Darby will be the one writing checks to you. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or injured at work, give his team a call at 1-833-HOGGETT. H-O-G-G-A-T-T. Or find out more by visiting their website at www.hogatlaw.com. So if the Broncos are going to return to relevancy, and really they are off the radar. I mean, outside the Eagles, Lions, I mean, there's very few teams that have less buzz about their training camp than the Broncos right now. And they've done that to themselves. Five years out of the playoffs, first team in history, missed the playoffs five straight years after winning a Super Bowl. Uh, their offense is boring. I mean, when you're bad and boring, I mean, that's why they're not on Monday Night Football for the first time in 27 years. But they have a chance for redemption. There is a road back to redemption. But there are guys on this team that have to answer the bell if this team's going to get better. And let's start right at quarterback. They got to think in terms of being you know ranked around 15 to 20 in terms of touchdowns and interceptions against essentially Quarterback rating, however you want to grade it. But if they don't have a two to one touchdown to pick ratio, then everything else we're talking about almost becomes irrelevant. And I'm not asking them to win games anymore. I'm just saying be functional. It's like, you know, in baseball, they have a saying like you can hit a hard 250 and bad eighth and have a long career. You're not carrying the team, but you get a sacrifice fly when needed. You move a runner over from second to third with less than two outs. Those are like, that's what I want to see out of their quarterback. Just do the little things to move the chains, keep the team on the field. So, again, I give Teddy Bridgewater the slight edge over Drew Locke. Locke could beat him out. I think the team, the guy that is able to protect the ball most in training camp, that is going to weigh a little more heavily on this rubric than the guy who has the big plays because I feel like they think they can win those first three games with defense in low-scoring games. I don't think it's a great strategy for the bulk of a 17-game catalog but you can win those first three games against the Jets, Jacksonville, and uh, excuse me, Giants, Jacksonville and Jets that way. So again, answering the bell, it starts with quarterback. Ten starters since Peyton Manning. Can we just have a functional season? I mean, is that is that out of the question? My word. Next one, answer the bell, Coach Fangio. I mean, we're not saying he's on the hot seat because even with a slow start, I don't think there would be a change in season. That could change depending on... I mean, in football, it's all about how you lose. Fangio's teams, for the most part, are in close games. I mean, they got blown out last year by the Chiefs, Bills, and Raiders. Uh, Part of that was they were so depleted defensively and starting the year without Vaughn and then losing Casey and Purcell. There were some reasons for that. I'm not making excuses, but there were some reasons. Uh, But Fangio, he's got a he got to win a game in September, and frankly, he's got to win two. They've got to beat uh, two of their first three opponents, and he has to be better with clock management. You know, when you look at uh, t- the national publications, do coaches on the hot, sheet, hot seat, Fangio's name's on there, and it's for good reason. Very few coaches start uh, their first, have their first-time job, and start with three straight losing seasons and survive. I mean, it just does not happen in modern sports. does not happen in the NFL. So Vic Fangio, he's got to answer the bell. He's got to be better, uh, both with uh, the fast start, the quarterback decision, and clock management. Next one, Kyle Fuller. He's connected to Fangio. They took a one-year deal, so the risk here is minimal, especially with the drafting of Pat Sertan if Fuller were to bomb. But Kyle Fuller can make this defense—he uh, could be the secret sauce in that secondary. Because in 2018 under Fangio, he was arguably the best cornerback in football. He was all pro— he has not been that player the last two years. Coincidentally, he did not have Fangio. So can he reclaim it? Can he reclaim his spot among I mean, top 15 corners? Uh, they thought they had that last year with A.J. Bouye. That did not even come close to playing out. Seemed like a really good guy. Got hurt the first game of the season. Then he gets suspended. Uh, I mean, it was just a complete mess. They can't have a repeat with that with Fuller. is more accomplished in some ways than Boye, and they need him to play well. Can he get back to being close to the player he was in 18? They need him to, and he needs to answer the bell. That brings me to my next guy, linebacker Alexander Johnson. He is sensitive to the criticism that he doesn't cover well. Athletically, he could do it. Uh, I think they could protect him with Justin Sternod. The feeling is Baron Browning, the third-round pick, will probably open training camp on the pup list. That doesn't rule him out from being ready for the regular season. But, you know, again, he missed all of, you know, a big chunk of OTAs. Now he's going to miss some time in, in camp. It's going to make it hard for him to be an impact player early in the season. Could open a crease for Justin Sternod uh, to play a coverage linebacker role. The kid from Wake Forest, the hybrid safety I talked to Kendall Hinton about him, you know, the other day, and he just he loves not. Just feels like he's a playmaker, a guy who can make uh, big-time plays in space. So we'll see. But Alexander Johnson, two years ago, nearly made the Pro Bowl, and he had a huge interception of Phillip Rivers at San Diego. He was causing fumbles, and that's the part of his game that was missing last year. Two parts, frankly. He didn't get the big plays, uh, the, those game-changing plays, create turnovers, and he had some issues in coverage. So can he show he can play better in coverage or is that a role for Sternod or Browning? And secondly, if he, can he blitz and produce, get the ball on the ground? Can he in coverage bat a ball down? Can he? Because that's what we saw a couple years ago is a guy who was a difference maker and athletically he's a marvel, but is this the season it all comes together for him and he answers the bell or is this the season they say, you know what, we've got to protect him in coverage. And use him in a different way uh, to complement our linebacking core. And finally, the last guy that needs to answer the bell. This team's going to be special. And you could go through a number of guys here, but for this exercise, I choose cornerback Ronald Darby. That's two cornerbacks on this list. Darby, I say this because he was their big name free agent signing, three year, thirty million dollar deal, nineteen and a half million guaranteed. He's got to make plays. He's got to be a difference maker. When you have a bad team and you're trying to rebound, your best players have to play well, and your highest paid players have to play well. That's Von Miller. Um, That's going to be Ronald Darby. Those types of players. Graham Glasgow has to be better. Garrett Bowles has to be the guy he was last year. I mean, if you're going to get to where you want to go, you can't talk about it. You got to be about it, and that's why I respect what Bowles did. He He stopped trying to defend it, looked in the mirror, Honest self-evaluation, and all he did was change his whole career arc. You know, can a guy like Ronald Darby, who has told me when I've asked and said his goal is to make a Pro Bowl, that while he's done a lot of things, including winning a ring, Super Bowl ring with Philadelphia, he still has something to prove. There's some individual honors there that, if he gets them in terms of a Pro Bowl, he could bring up that whole secondary, and that that play would help lift this team to a winning season and perhaps even back to the playoffs. But they need, for this secondary to be special, Ronald Darby to answer the bell. So those five, again, quarterbacks, it's probably going to be both playing at some point, but I'll start with Teddy. they got to answer. Fangio, he's got to be better in September with clock management. Uh, no excuses. year three regular training camp it's got to come together this year if he's going to be part of the future going forward Kyle Fuller can he bit back to 2018 and give them position flexibility uh, versatility in that defense to play more man to blitz to get more takeaways Alexander Johnson is he just a two down linebacker is that who he is or is he a three down backer who can make plays get a break here and there with Sternata Browning But you look up at the end of the year and he's forced three fumbles and has two picks. Can he be that guy? And Ronald Darby, he's got to get interceptions. He's good in man coverage. He's proven that. Can he also play this matchup zone quarters that Vic Fangio plays? And when the ball is in the air, get his paws on it and get an interception. He's a guy who gets his hands on balls. He needs to make sure and finish the play with interceptions. So those are the ones I'd say need to answer the bell at the Denver Broncos, starting on Wednesday for their first practice, are to get back to the playoffs to end their four-year streak of losing seasons. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, it's going to be fun here. We're right around the corner from everything getting real. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors, Superbook Sports, my friends over there. Also, Darby Hoggett, known Darby forever. Uh, thank, can't thank him enough for jumping on board for sponsoring this podcast. My son, Dagan Rink for producing it and making it possible to turn these around quickly. I do these podcasts for you, Broncos country. Happiness, that begins with me. Go out there and have a great day.